once again. My name is Alan, and uh, I think you'll agree with me. We picked a pretty good Sunday to do an outdoor cookout, wouldn't you say? So hopefully, uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, that you'll uh, head out there and enjoy some food and just hanging out together. We are so glad that you're here. This is Promotion Sunday. And we are uh, lifting up kids, not just seniors in high school, but lifting up kids to promote them into their next season of life, into the next school that they're going to and what that means here for us as a church. And I am blown away uh, by, the, by the reality, the fact that, that one of my offspring is graduating from high school. That is mind-boggling because it just seems like it was yesterday that my son Gordon had this conversation with me. In case you missed it, you're going to college, what are you going to take? My lunch. It was just, it was just this classic moment. So, oh, good stuff. Um, I haven't uh, done this at any of the other services, but I did just want to pause and say, Gordon, I'm very proud of you. I am very proud of you. I am proud of the fact, three things. I'm proud of the fact that you... Um, that you've done so well in school, and you didn't do it because it was important to us. You did it because early on you decided it was important to you. I'm proud of you because you have faithfully served in children's ministry for years, as evidenced by hordes of kids who go, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. They love you in children's ministry as you've served them. And I'm, I'm very thankful that you are graduating with an incredible group of friends. That this group here that you know and have hung out with, and I've gotten to know a number of you over these years, this is an exceptional graduating class. You know that, right? You know that. You guys are an exceptional group. And so uh, I'm thankful that you got to grow up with these guys. I'm very proud of you, son. So, uh, Now, other than that little moment there, and with the rest of our time, I am not addressing them. I'm not addressing the graduates because I know they're going to have lots of speeches this month that they won't be paying attention to. So I don't want to add to another one of those speeches. What I'm going to do with the rest of our time here is I'm going to address you. I'm going to address uh, all of you. I know there are some uh, uh, young people here who have not yet graduated from high school, and, uh, uh, but I want to ask the rest of you here, which is most of you, to remember back when you graduated from high school. Go back there. For some of you, it wasn't that long ago. For some of you, it's a long time ago. Think back to when you graduated from high school and how it felt when you were at this stage of life making this transition. Think back to what that felt like. It is a huge transition when you're 18 years old and, and you're making this switch. Because up until age 18, everything is pretty much laid out for you. 
I mean, your clothes, for some of your cases, was your clothes were literally laid out for you. That things were kind of taken care of. Things were laid out for us up until age 18. And, and the, the decisions that we're making aren't, aren't that huge. We're not making these huge, grand decisions. Yes, these, before 18, you have to decide what college you're going to go to. But there's even a little bit of freedom with that because you can change colleges, you can change majors, etc. After you turn 18 and you... Take those wings and you spread them. You head out into a very big world. There's a huge transition from pre-18 to post-18 that most of us in this room have experienced. One of the things that I love about celebrating graduates, one of the things that I love about having this experience and, and, and part of our culture that we make a big deal about graduating seniors is that, is that, um, is that, by doing so, we celebrate finishing something. We celebrate finishing something and we anticipate starting something. Those are two things that we tend to not do all that much after we graduate from college, uh, graduate from your doctor's degree or whatever it is. After those kinds of things, whatever years ago, we tend to slow down in terms of celebrating things that we've finished and anticipating new adventures. My hope uh, for us today is that we would find some parts of our lives that God is inviting us into something new. It's not just a season to celebrate seniors. It's a season for us to pay attention to what God has for each and every one of us as we look ahead. Would you bow your heads with me? I'd like to pray as we head into this. Father, I do thank you um, for this season of life, for this pause to celebrate and I pray in these next few moments uh, that you would stir up something in us, remind us that you're not finished with us, that you have an adventure for us, you have a role for us to play in your incredible story. So we invite you to come, give us clarity on that, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning I want to take a look at a story in 1 Kings chapter 20. If you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to turn there. It's about a third of the way into the Bible. It's after 1st and 2nd Samuel, and it's before 1st and 2nd Chronicles. There, it's part of the story of, of, uh, of ancient Israel. It is after the time of King David, the famous King David as the king of Israel, after King Solomon. Those stories are found in 1 and 2 Samuel. Now in, we're in 1 Kings where the nation of Israel is not at its height. It is struggling a little bit. So let me jump in. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 1. Now Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army, accompanied by 32 kings with their horses and chariots. He went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. Samaria is a part of the nation of Israel. And Aram is in modern-day Syria, which is north and east of Israel, north and east of Jerusalem, uh, to this day, and it was, it was back then, that was the area that was coming down and, uh, and, t and trying to take over Samaria. Verse 2. He, uh, uh, the, the king of Aram, sent messengers into the city to Ahab, king of Israel, saying, This is what Ben-Hadad says, Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. The king of Israel answered, 
Just as you say, my Lord, the King, I and all I have are yours. Now, once again, this is a season where Israel's not at its, at its strongest. And so the King of Israel is surrendering to the King of Aram and the kings that he has, he has assembled coming down. So the King of Israel is surrendering a whole lot. He's losing in this whole journey. He responds so quickly, yes, yes, sir, yes, King Aram, that the King of Aram says, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I could get more out of this. Maybe I should ask for more. And that's what happens here in the verses to come. Verse five, the messengers came again and said, this is what Ben-Hadad says. I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children, but about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your palace and the houses of your officials. They will seize everything you value and carry it away. So, King of Aram is not playing well. This is bad form. He's, he's sent a demand. The demand was quickly embraced, and now he's going after a second demand. This is, if you're selling a car, and someone comes, comes in and says, they say, hey, they like the car, and then they say, how much you want for it? And you say, uh, $5,000. And they say, okay. And they pull out their checkbook, and they start writing a check for $5,000, and you think, oh, wait a minute. They're responding too quickly to that, and then you think, uh, I meant $7,000. You can't do that. I mean, that's bad form. You can't do that. But that's what King Aram is, is saying. And King, and King Ahab of Israel, he doesn't like it. He's, he's, he's saying, hey, that, that's, that's enough. He knows he's outnumbered. He knows he's in trouble. They have more power than he does. But he says, the first demand I could have done. But the second demand, this is ridiculous. And so the story continues. Jump down to verse 9. So he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, Tell my lord the king, your servant will do all you demanded the first time, but this demand I cannot meet. They left and took the answer back to Ben-Hadad. Then Ben-Hadad sent another message to Ahab. So that again, this is the north. Aram saying to the king of Israel, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of my men a handful. Yeah, this is ancient biblical trash talk. Serious, serious trash talk. They're saying, we're going to come down there and wipe you out so much, there won't even be dirt left on the ground for my soldiers to hold in their hand. This is major trash talk. And now, all of this is a setup. You're wondering, what does this have to do with graduation? Hang in there. All of this is a setup. For the next verse, verse 11, which is one of my favorite in Scripture, 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 11, where king of Israel, who's had enough, says, the king of Israel answered, tell him, one who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's a good line. One who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. This is basically like, like whether you're a hockey or a basketball fan, this is like the difference between someone who's putting on a jersey before the game and someone who wins a game in the Western Conference final and then takes the jersey off afterwards. That the one who puts on the jersey should not boast like the one who's taking it off. That's a good line. You don't, you don't. I could imagine the Godfather saying this line. One who puts on his jersey should not boast like one who's taking it off. I could see that. I could see Maximus 
the gladiator saying this line? One who puts on his jersey shall not boast like one who takes it off. I'm, I'm not sure you're tracking with me here. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to convey the gravitas of this, so I need to go one step further. If, you, if at first you don't succeed, you just keep pushing it, okay? So I'm gonna keep pushing it, and I'm gonna ask you to do something. Would you stand? Just stand. I need you to participate in something. I want you to stand, and I want you to imagine that you are Scottish warriors on the mountainside. All of you, your faces are painted blue, and I'm William Wallace sitting on me horse, and I'm about to say this line to you, and when I do, I want you to respond with a roar. Will you do that, okay? The one who puts on his armor shall not boast like the one who takes it off. Yes, yes. Good job, good job. Have a seat, have a seat. Man. I'm pumped now. We didn't get dressed up for nothing here. So we have the king of Israel who's fed up. He's had enough with the king of Aram. Who, and then they go into battle. They go into this massive battle. And you want to know who wins? You're going to have to read 1 Kings chapter 20 to find out. There's so much more. You know, Game of Thrones has nothing on the book of Kings. Okay, this is good stuff. Go for it. This is great stuff here. But I do want to just look at this one verse. One who puts on his armor should not boast like the one who takes it off. There's two different groups of people that the king is referring to there, those who are, who are putting on armor and those who are taking off armor with the rest of our time. I just want to address those two groups of people. First of all, those who are taking off their armor. When you take off your armor, you have finished something. If you've taken off your armor, then you have gone into battle. You have made that step and you have survived so that's, what, that's what we celebrate with graduating students is, is that, is that they, have, they have finished something. It's not just the seniors. It's, the, it's all the kids that we're celebrating as a part of Promotion Sunday. They have finished something. They finished elementary school. They finished middle school. They finished high school. They finished college, etc. And so the, the, we celebrate that. Do you remember when you entered high school? Do you remember, you know, for those of you who are graduates, four years ago, do you remember your first year and you entered in and how far away four years felt like? How, how far away it seemed like when you would be sitting in those seats with those, with those hats on. That it just, it just felt like it was forever. And then two years into, your, uh, into high school and you feel, ah, I'm halfway there, I can't believe that. For those of us who are parents, 18 years ago, this just felt like science fiction that there would be a, a May of 2019. It's just mind-boggling that we're here. It's just, it's just, it just seemed like it was forever ago that it would never happen, and now here we are, and, and our parenting with these kids is done. We're done. There's no more expenses. There's no more <laughs> headaches. There's no more worrying, right? That's the way it is. That's my understanding of what happens when your kids graduate from high school. Maybe, maybe not. But what I, what I love about, about our culture's celebration of graduation is that it is a celebration of finishing something. 
And, and it's a significant thing that, that, that they, that you had finished when you graduated from high school. It's a celebration to finish something. In the Hebrew calendar, there were many festivals, lots of parties. They knew how to party. They would have long festivals celebrating different seasons and different parts of, their, of Israel's history. They had these significant times to celebrate. They knew that, there were, that it was important to pause and celebrate finishing something. This is something that most of us are not all that great at. That in our culture, we often don't pause to celebrate anymore. Once we enter into adulthood and everything starts flowing, that we just, we just, once we get near the end of something, we just go after the next thing and we don't even take off our armor for a moment. We just keep plowing through. Some of you, you have jobs that have a natural annual rotation so that there's, you know, if you're an educator or you're an accountant, then there's a part of year where we think, okay, this is a season. We're taking a break. We can celebrate. And so that can be a part of your journey. As a teacher now, you're saying, there's, we're heading into summer, and there's a, kind of a natural way to celebrate. But for most of us, months roll into months, and years roll into years. When's the last time you paused and, and truly celebrated accomplishing something? Because you work hard. You, you set goals for yourself and you accomplish those goals. You get stuff done. Things are moved. Things, things happen because of the work that you have poured into it. When's the last time you just, you just paused as you thought about what you've accomplished at home or in your community or at work or whatever, and you just paused and celebrated something that is finished? whether you're a business owner or a financial advisor or a homemaker or you are a medical, uh, you know, working in the, a healthcare worker. You know, when's the last time you just, you just paused and instead of plowing onto the next thing, you just paused and said, let's celebrate. Let's gather with a group of friends, gather with your family, gather, gather with the group of people who did this thing and say, we did this. We did this. God wants us to pause and celebrate. What I love about graduation is that, is, that, is that there is something to celebrate, something that we finish that we can celebrate, and there's something that we are looking forward to that we're anticipating, something that we are headed into. That's what the graduation experience is. It's both happening at the same time. These graduates who, who stood up here, they are doing both of those things at the same time. They're celebrating, finishing something, and they're heading off into something that they're excited about. It is, a, it is a, an exciting and terrifying thing to, uh, to head off into college, to, to head off into a journey where you don't know exactly what's around the corner. To have that new of an experience where you're, you're away from the family for the first time and you are, you are heading into a level of work, of academic work that you haven't experienced before and how are you going to be, be able to handle that? You're heading, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know how your faith is going to be handled at, at the school of your choice and how people are going to respond to your faith, etc. There's something scary about going around the corner, but there's something exhilarating about saying, you know what, I have the confidence to make that happen. I have the confidence to continue walking further. further. I know I'm gonna be fine around that corner because my God has been with me and my God will continue to be with me. And there's this, there's this excitement that just says, I have what it takes. I can do it. I'm gonna take off and try something 
new, which is, the, which is one of the benefits of celebrating something from the past. When we celebrate something that we've finished, that gives us the confidence and the hope, the reminder that God is faithful and that God will carry us through into that new adventure where we don't know what's around the corner. That's the benefit of celebrating. It gives us hope for that new adventure around the corner. This verse here, it, it is, it's elevating those who are taking off their armor, who've accomplished something. But it's not a slam on those who put on the armor. Okay, there's two groups of people, those who take off armor, those who put on the armor. But you can't take off your armor unless at some point you put it on. You can't finish something unless at some point you started something. And that's what, that's what we celebrate with these kids, is that, that they, they started something. They are entering into something, entering into middle school or high school or college or post-college or whatever. They are entering into a new adventure. What about you? When's the last time you entered into something new? When's the last time you allowed yourself to be a novice, a beginner, a freshman in some adventure? When you were green? When's the last time you allowed yourself to not know what was around the corner, yet you still continued to go down that path? You see, most of us, when we get older, we just stop doing that because of the discomfort of not knowing what's around the corner, and so we just kind of hold back. What if God has something for you, some kind of adventure, and he's not done with you yet. And he wants to invite you into something, trust him, into something new and adventurous and courageous. We can take the boring route where we don't even need armor. You know, you take the boring, uh, uh, soft route. We can be safe. You know, we can be like Dora and just have seatbelts on all over the place or whatever. We can be super safe. and not even need our armor, because we're not going anywhere. But maybe God wants to challenge some of us adults who have graduated from high school a long time ago, but we haven't head into an adventure like that in quite some time. Maybe it's, maybe it's learning a new language. How long have you been saying you want to learn a new language? Maybe it's learning how to play a musical instrument. How long have you been saying that you want to do that? some kind of hobby or whatever, but we don't want to go through that awkward stage of not being an expert at something because that's kid stuff. But you can't get great at something unless you go through the awkwardness of learning how to do it. And so maybe there's an adventure, no matter how old you are, some adventure that God's inviting you to that, that is a stretch for you. Some, of you. some of you need to take off your armor right now. You, you, have, you, you wear your armor and you just plow through from one thing to the next. Some of you need to just pause. Take off your armor, pause and celebrate finishing something and enjoy that. Some of you need to put on armor. Maybe you haven't put on, on armor in a long time because life is so safe and you haven't needed it. But some of you perhaps need to put on some armor and enter into some new territory that God has for you. Maybe it's an adventure with him. Maybe it's baptism here in a few weeks and you've never been baptized. Maybe it's a, a discipleship commitment. Maybe it's something at work. Maybe it's something in your community where you just have to put on some armor and take a few steps of courage that you haven't taken in a while. The one who puts on armor should not boast like the one 
who takes it off. These graduates of high school, they're experiencing both at the same time. This summer is both of those things happening at the same time. Right now. What I want to do uh, as I close is I want to pray over uh, graduates and pray with all of us to celebrate what we and the graduates have finished. Some of the things that we have finished. And then I want to anticipate what we and the graduates are heading into. To, to, to just kind of stir up, what is God inviting you into? I want to uh, pray that prayer with you, and then you're dismissed. Would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I, I thank you uh, that you continue to invite us into the incredible adventure um, that is our lives, that our lives are part of your great story. And so, Father, I pray that, uh, that you would uh, bring something to our mind, any of us here in this room who perhaps need to pause, take off our armor, and celebrate something that you have brought us through, something that we have accomplished or finished by ourselves or with a group of people. God, would you stir up something in our minds that we perhaps have not yet celebrated, God? Something that we, we just need to go out for dinner and just take a moment and pause and celebrate. God, would you bring that to our minds? Something that we need to pause and celebrate. And Father, I also pray for those who you are calling this morning to put on armor and to step into something new. God, would you bring to our mind's eye something, some, something that perhaps you've been stirring up in us for years or something that just comes to mind right now that it's time, this is time to step forward and trust you with a new adventure, with a new battle that is to be fought in your kingdom. God, would you just bring that to our mind's eye now? Father, thank you that you are with us, whether we have armor on or we are taking our armor off for a break. You are with us. We thank you for that promise. We pray for these graduates that we're celebrating here today. God, that you'd give them a, a great summer, just connecting and enjoying one another as they prepare for this next adventure in their lives. Bless them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.